Welcome to the podcast for the July issue of the Lancet Global Health. I am Job Mogire. This month we are discussing a negative trial about the utility of cotrimoxazole in children suffering from severe acute malnutrition. Let's now hear it from our guest interviewee. Hello there, my name is Jay Barclay. I'm a professor of paediatric infectious diseases at the University of Oxford. I work in the Centre for Tropical Medicine and Global Health, but I'm based full-time in Kenya, in Kalifi, at the Kemri Wellcome Trust Research Programme. Professor Barclay, many thanks for talking to The Lancet Global Health. You are the lead author of a paper published in the July issue of The Lancet Global Health, reporting your findings about the role of cotrimoxazole in severe acute malnutrition. Two questions came to my mind immediately I read the paper's title. What is severe acute malnutrition and what constitutes a negative trial? Severe acute malnutrition is simply defined by the WHO as a certain body size. So there's two measures which are used. One is weight for height, which really sees whether children are heavy enough for the height that they are. And the other method which is used much more frequently these days is to measure the mid-upper arm circumference. The mid-upper arm circumference is a good measure because it measures the fat and muscle um, in the arm. And fat and muscle are obviously direct measures of uh, the nutrient stores within the body. Severe acute malnutrition implies that the condition has come on acutely. However, for many of these children have uh, stunting, which suggests that they have uh, chronic malnutrition. Stunting means that children are, are shorter than they should be for their age. However, treatment protocols are based on markers of acute, severe acute malnutrition, otherwise known as SAM. In response to your second question, a negative trial is a trial where um, there's no difference in the primary outcome between the two randomized arms. So in the case of our trial, we randomized children to receive six months of daily cotrimoxazole prophylaxis using the schedule which is normally given to children with HIV. In children with HIV, cotrimoxazole had a marked effect on um, reducing mortality from all causes and also uh, hospital readmission. In our trial, we had a negative result, which means that in children with SAM without HIV infection, there was no difference in those two outcomes between children who received cotrimoxazole prophylaxis daily and children who received an identical placebo. Let's now talk about your study. Please describe the design of the trial and what you hoped to achieve at the beginning of the trial. The trial is designed around the observation that children who get admitted to hospital with severe acute malnutrition have a very high mortality in the period after their discharge. And this has been demonstrated in studies in Kenya but also in Bangladesh and Malawi. The kind of mortality rates that we see are not so different from children who have untreated HIV infection, although these children with with severe acute malnutrition mostly don't have HIV infection. We were stimulated by the results of cotrimoxazole prophylaxis trials in HIV, which had positive effects. And so we wanted to replicate those trials in a trial of children with severe acute malnutrition. So we designed the trial to enroll children who were admitted to hospitals in Kenya, so four hospitals, two rural hospitals and two uh, urban hospitals. We enrolled them once they had stabilized their medical condition. We randomized them in a double blind fashion 
to daily coach Rox, Zolor, Placebo. And we followed them up initially for six months while they were taking the Cotramoxazole daily. And then for a further six months after they had completed the Cotramoxazole prophylaxis. The trial was designed and powered to investigate effects on mortality, which was our primary endpoint. Now, looking at the results, please outline for us the main findings from the trial. The main outcomes of the trial were firstly that 16% of children enrolled in the trial died during follow-up of one year. They either died late on during their hospital admission or after discharge home following treatment for severe acute malnutrition. We found no difference between the children allocated to cotramoxazole daily prophylaxis and children who were allocated placebo. Therefore, no evidence that cotramoxazole prophylaxis prevented mortality in, in this group of children. We also had a number of secondary endpoints. We wanted to look at hospital readmission. We wanted to look at the causes of readmission and the kinds of infections that children were readmitted with. Overall, there was no difference in the, in the frequency of readmission of children to hospital. However, there was evidence that some infections were prevented. These were urinary tract infections, skin or soft tissue infections, and malaria. All of these have been described as effects of, of cotramoxazole in previous studies. However, the major targets and the major causes of mortality, which were pneumonia, diarrhea, and sepsis, were not prevented. We also looked at the uh, rate of growth and nutritional recovery of children in the trial and found no differences between the arms of the trial in any of the parameters we looked at. One major similarity between HIV and severe acute malnutrition is that both can weaken the immune system quite severely. In your view, what do your trial's findings suggest about the indications for cotrimoxazole in severe acute malnutrition as compared to HIV in children? And what do these implications have on the treatment of severe acute malnutrition? I think that the implication is that there's no indication for using cotrimoxazole prophylaxis in children with severe acute malnutrition in the way that we normally do for children with HIV. The immunological abnormalities of HIV are relatively well understood. However, several studies of the immunology or immune deficiency associated with severe acute malnutrition have not given us clear, clear results. So at the moment, we don't have a good understanding of the, the precise mechanisms of why children who are malnourished get more infections and are more likely to die of infection. One of the interesting things to note is that children who are a little bit malnourished are a little bit more susceptible to infection and children who are more malnourished are more susceptible to infection. So there's no threshold of nutritional status which corresponds to susceptibility to disease. What next steps do you foresee in this research and policy area, and what else should we look forward to? We had hoped that this would be a simple and inexpensive means of preventing mortality in children with severe acute malnutrition. That turned out to be not the case. By doing the trial, we realized also that, that many children, as I mentioned before, have evidence of uh, chronic ill health, social disadvantage, and may have nutritional factors that we're, we're unaware of. I think the, the implication in terms of um, further research and, and policy is that we need to understand the role of 
all uh, social factors, infections, metabolic changes, nutritional changes, in order that we can make some um, improvement in the outcomes of children, particularly with complicated severe acute malnutrition who are admitted to hospital. If you take, for example, children in the community who are severely malnourished but not sick, they have a much better outcome. And I think we are clearer about policy in terms of what, what treatment they need and what nutrition they need. I think it's much less clear amongst this very high mortality group who are admitted to hospital because they're sick, who also have severe acute malnutrition. With this in mind, we've been running a couple of other trials. We're doing some trials comparing reformulations of some of the nutritional feeds which are used to rehabilitate severely malnourished children. We also have some trials running which will look at um, and other antimicrobial treatments during, the, during admission to hospital and also examine in more detail the role of antimicrobial resistance in this population. We're also fortunate in having received funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to, to look into these factors across a number of sites in Africa and Asia. This is known as the CHAIN Network, which is the Children's Acute Illness and Nutrition Network, and we'll be working within that network to better understand severe acute malnutrition. Many thanks again, Professor Buckley, for taking time to discuss this important trial with the Lancet Global Health Podcast. Thank you. It was my pleasure to uh, be interviewed.